Favorite sex position? What the hell Ooh. did just come out of my mouth? <laughs> Jesus, Katie. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell just that came out of my mouth? Um, What's in this desert drink? <laughs> I'm getting hot and sweaty. <laughs> I'm hot. What's up, everybody? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today's guest is a very special guest because you guys have, might have seen him on your For You page on TikTok. You might have seen him on Instagram because he's a pretty sexy hot boy. His name is Tim Demergian, and he's also created his own alcohol company, his own business, and he's very popular on TikTok. By the way, you guys, I had an energy drink before I started filming, and I'm like all over the place today. I need to slow the fuck down. I'm really, really sorry. But um, anyways, I'm really excited to interview Tim today but a part of my introduction I wanted to answer one of my most frequently asked questions and this actually I don't really even want to talk about it but for the past month it's literally been six to ten dms every single day asking me this question did you lose weight and how did you do it first and foremost I usually don't talk about these types of things because I don't think weight matters whatsoever to the value of you and your confidence and we shouldn't be so focused on weight loss but at the same time as we are going into summer I just wanted to share with you guys my really quick and I don't want to say easy tips but they are really easily implemented into your life these tips that I did to help me just tone up Um, so first and foremost obviously I drank a lot of water uh, and I think drinking a lot of water staying hydrated was actually key to also not on purpose but making me eat a little bit less because when I was drinking a lot of water I actually thought I was not as hungry if that makes sense but that was not on purpose at all it's just a thought that I probably had um, and then number two this one sounds really like okay really does it play a weight uh, a matter in a weight loss but it really did is getting enough sleep at night and making sure that I'm meditating every day and focusing on my anxiety levels and my stress levels. For the first time, I feel like in almost a year, I was like really sleeping eight hours every single night for 30 days straight and really focusing on making sure my stress levels were low. And I think that really, really, really helped. Um, Another thing that I did was on top of working out five days a week for 40 minutes. By the way, these workouts were not hard at all. They were like, honestly pretty low impact um, like sculpting and toning workouts the workouts you can find on my app so on top of that that I usually always do I did a 20 minute walk every single day I think this 20 minute walk actually took everything I was doing to the next level I didn't change one thing about my eating routine or one thing about my diet it was this walk I'm telling you guys walking is so underrated it's a great way to get in low impact cardio to boost your mood and also get some steps in I think walking really helped not to be weird but like really helped tone my legs as well Um, and then last but not least this is the part where you might want to mute me or turn me off for about 10 seconds but (laughs) I gave up alcohol for 30 days I've never done this before and this was was the main driver of my weight loss by the way when I say weight loss I have no idea how many pounds I lost truly I don't I just know that a skirt that didn't fit me a year ago now fits me so when I say that I want you guys to take it with a grain of salt because I don't even know how much weight I freaking lost um, but alcohol for 30 days uh, no alcohol for 30 days really 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 helped me I think that was a combination of a lot of things you guys know I'm a girl that absolutely loves to drink and have fun 
and I'm literally about to shotgun a, a drink right now with Tim. So you guys know I love my alcohol, but at the same time, one drink is like, you know, around 100 to 150 calories. And when I go out, I'm not like, you know, a one and done type girl. I'm like a five and done type girl. And then I also eat more. I eat more when I'm hungover. I late night eat. I started drinking again after I took 30 days off. And I have had like fast food every single night when I've been drinking. So um, I will say drinking alcohol also comes with other consequences consequences too. At the same time, have fun you guys. Drink in moderation. Stay balanced. I don't want this talk to like freak y'all out at all or be like, oh my god, what do I do? I have to do this. I have to do that. I just wanted to answer those questions because y'all ask me almost every single day and I didn't want to ignore them because I wanted to be real with you guys and those are the things that I did. I'm still keeping up with my walk, but I'm now drinking alcohol again, obviously. And now without further ado, I am going to have Tim come into my studio and we're going to talk about dating, TikTok, business, and more. Let's do it. All right, you guys, we have Tim in studio today. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thank you so much for coming in. I know you're a very busy man as you run a business, you're an influencer, and we have your business right here with us. Yes, we do. First of all, thank you for having me. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. First time meeting in person as well. Yes, Crazy. yes. We've been influencer friends now for over a year. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think to start this interview off, we should get a little tipsy off Let's of some Dezo. I'm always down for that. All right, so... Let's crack one open, and I want you guys to also hear about his drink because it is one gram of sugar. It's gluten-free vodka. So that's the thing about hard seltzer sometimes. Um, like the other seltzers, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names, like put down like yeah. White Claw and stuff. Yeah. Okay, but like White Claw is malt liquor, and that's why you get a hangover because it's not real good tequila or vodka, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the difference with us and like a lot of these competing brands is we use all natural superfruits. So we're literally carbonating this cactus water, watermelon water. We have a third skew coconut water. Um, so you're actually not losing those electrolytes, the antioxidants, the vitamins. So you're actually replenishing a little bit as you're getting tipsy. So the whole idea when I started it with my two friends was we were getting hungover all the time. We didn't have like an alternative where we like enjoyed drinking it. Um, Cause like a lot of times when you drink, like you're just, you're drinking to kind of get drunk and it's yeah. not that enjoyable. So like yeah. if you could have a drink that's like you actually like drinking and it could mitigate how you feel the next day, like best of both worlds. And we know we're getting older now. I think we're about the same age and the hangovers just get it, fucking It's worse. like fucking three day hangovers at this point. It's so bad. I had two margaritas like three nights ago and I was hung over the next morning. Yeah. It was so sad. I went to dinner. I had one drink at Laurel Hardware and I woke up and I was like still just like a little bit okay? out of it. Yeah. What the hell? Okay, so that's why you got to drink Dezo. Yeah. <laughs> so let's plug it one more time. Okay. So as we are crack that open. Oh, we love that. We love that little sound of cracking open perfect. a beer. Also, um, it is Friday. So this is a perfect way to start the weekend off. Cheers. Cheers, Katie. And you said you started this with your friends. I kind of want to hear how the idea got started and why you decided to do this with your friends because mm -hmm. there's a number of reasons why you shouldn't get involved in business with your friends too. That's very true. Um, I've been fortunate enough with my two friends where we haven't really had a lot of conflicts together. And I think that's because, so one of my co-founders I grew up with back in Boston, I've known it since I was like in fifth grade, 10 years old. So like we go way, way back. Um, and it's like the type of friendship where like if there is an issue, like you address it right up front and like there's no discrepancies, like yeah. you can kind of just call each other on, on your bullshit. And then my other co-founder I met um, at Tulane in New Orleans and we were fraternity brothers for four years. We got really close. He was like the first kid I met. And it's just like immediately same kind of relationship established over those four years. And him and I, we were in college for four years. 
obviously in New Orleans, you're doing a fair amount of drinking in a fraternity. <laughs> yeah. And so fun. I picked him up one morning and he gets in the front seat of my car. It was a Saturday morning. We were out the night before. And he gets in the front seat of my Jeep and he's like, dude, I can't keep doing this. Like, he's like visibly hungover. He's like, dude, this is awful. Like, how do we make this whole drinking experience better? And I was like, I don't know. Like, is there any way we could? This was like pre White Claw, like truly explosion, like wow. all RTDs. And we were like, is there any way we can make it like convenient? Like, make you know have like vitalizing ingredients that could potentially mitigate how you feel the next day because him and i love to do well for ourselves we like to do well in school love you know love fitness love sports but we also like to go out and socialize so we were like how do we figure out some type of functional beverage that could allow us to do both of those things and not have to sacrifice one for the other and obviously a hungover conversation we're like that sounds like a fucking great idea like (laughs) how do we do this and we had already kind of committed to jobs out of school, nine to five jobs. So we kind of just totally forgot about the conversation. He's from LA originally. So he moves home um, after we graduate. I move out to LA with the third co-founder who's originally from Boston. Him and I got an apartment together and his family actually owns the oldest bar in the US back in Boston. Crazy. Absurd, since I was like 17, 56 or something no like that. No way. Yeah. His family owns it, so did they own it since the 1700s? It's been passed like through generations, then his family picked it up I think like in the 1800s, like mid 1800s, oh, but yeah, it's absurd. It's like a staple in Boston. Um, but he's like very keen, he was like always very keen to the shifts in consumption habits and like all these new fucking crazy yeah. ingredients that people are using in drinks. And he was making this drink with coconut water and so like the first conversation I had with him when I moved in with him was like, dude, you gotta try this drink that I'm making at my family's bar that's coconut water based with vodka. Like you're getting electrolytes, antioxidants, vitamins, but you're also getting drunk. And I was like, holy shit. Like I just had this yeah. conversation three months ago with Thomas, my co-founder from, from New Orleans. I called Thomas, I was like, dude, you gotta come over here and meet my friend Mark. Like he's telling me about this drink. Walk down the street, Thomas comes over, we walk down the street to Gelson's, we get like a bunch of CPG products that we thought could create like a good flavor profile. And Mark, the kid from Boston, the third co-founder, is like tinkering with all these ingredients and we just make a bunch of different versions of the drink and it got to the point where we all tasted it and we were like, this is really fucking good. Like, let's run with it from here. That was three years ago. Um, Has obviously grown a lot since then. Um, But to answer your question with like working with friends, like I said, been super fortunate to have two guys that I can just be totally upfront with, totally blunt with. If there's an issue, you address it on the spot. and yeah, I mean, it's been wow. it's been a little bit of a bumpy ride so far, especially with COVID. That was a huge, oh, I'm sure. huge hurdle, um, especially with like a liquor company. But yeah, I mean, all yeah. all is well right now. We're uh, wow, yeah, we're in a good spot. How's it going, by the way? It's going really well. Yeah, so we we closed two fundraising rounds recently. We just opened our third one. Um, we launched in California at the end of uh, July 2020, in like the middle of the pandemic. Hell yeah! Uh, have sold over 125,000 cans so far. Launched in Massachusetts uh, in February. Um, we're in over 500 accounts between Massachusetts and California. And now we're about to open up Arizona, Nevada, Ohio, Illinois, Florida, and Texas. Hell yeah. Cheers yeah, to that, Tim. Cheers. That's amazing. You Speaking of hurdles as well, you had this idea four years ago. And since then, there's been so many different alcohol and like hard seltzer, canned seltzers. Mm-hmm. Has it been hard to get started in an industry that's kind of a little bit oversaturated? Yes, um, just from the standpoint of like, so a lot of the liquor industry is like relationship driven, your distribution um, and capital. It's like super capital intensive. Like all these brands that are entering the marketplace, like a White Claw, like a Truly, like a High Noon, they're all backed by these huge brands that already have those distribution networks and markets and they can put a ton of market marketing spend like 
So when White Claw yeah. launched, or sorry, Corona Seltzer, when they launched, they put $40 million yeah, behind their, their marketing spend. That. It's like, from a capital standpoint, we can't compete with that. But we've done a bunch of blind taste tests, focus groups versus like all these competing brands. And like 85% of the respondents prefer Dezo to a lot of the leading brands right now. So what it's really been for us is just like leveraging our relationships as much as possible. Yeah. Um, we're lucky enough to be with two of the largest distributors in the, the United States with like 85% coverage through the entire country. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's really just, especially when COVID hit, cause a, a huge thing, like I said, we stand behind the taste of our product, like our marketing originally, when we launched, when we were going to launch in April before COVID hit was going to be, um, sampling and all these market or liquor stores, grocery stores. And when COVID hit, like everyone, like, right. first of all, you're afraid to go to the grocery store. Yeah. And then even when you do go, like you're in and out as quickly as possible. So we couldn't get people tasting the product. So that made us pivot digitally. And we had to figure out a way to kind of like for lack of a better term, beat our own drum as loud as possible to be like, this is why we're different. This is why we're better. Yeah. Um, and we were fortunate enough to do a good enough job of it. Yeah. And, you know, we're really starting to see kind of that groundswell here in LA. We guys are also are, so young. You have so much time. So even like one year taking off, it that's was like true. totally fine for you. But even like that one year, 2020, just I like know, went it's by hard. so It went by so fast too. It like did. It's nuts. It did. I'm know? like, did it even fucking happen? I know. Yeah, exactly. We literally <laughs> like deleted thing. one year. It's a weird thing. Okay. So as you're talking, I'm like, Holy shit, you are so smart. I know I know that sounds like really like naive being, oh my God, you're so smart, but you are because sometimes I think, you know, who you are now online, people wouldn't realize how much intelligence you have. Um, so we're going to get into TikTok and we'll transition oh, there. But at the same time, what were you doing before Dezo and before TikTok? Like what was your nine to five after college? Uh, so I was working at a tech startup here in LA. Um, so it was hardware and software. They had um, smart headphones. They were going to be... Uh, I don't really know where they are right now. It was pretty rocky when I was there, but they were in the process of developing this headphone that had um, a camera on the side of it. So the whole wow. idea was they had like 65 celebrity influencers and ambassadors, and they were going to leverage this product to have these ambassadors and like athletes um, live stream whatever they were doing to like their Snapchat, Instagram, so YouTube, cool. which is dope. Great idea. But they couldn't really execute on the product front, and they were like the epitome of a startup. But I was working there for about 10 months running those day-to-day -day relationships with those ambassadors and celebrities. Right. Um, I built like a whole global seating platform for their new product, which never actually happened. But uh, I had like the structure for it and everything. You probably learned a lot I, to build Dezo too. Yeah, it helped a lot for sure. Um, a lot of what not to do as well, which is always That's a good. That's great to know. That's what not to do is sometimes even better than to learn to what to do. Absolutely, yeah. So I was, I was kind of like a fly on the wall for like 10 months and just trying to soak up as much as I could. Cause I knew in like the long run, I wasn't going to be there for that long. Right. And at the same time, like I was working on this, like this was my five to nine, you know what I mean? Like when I finished my nine right. to five, I'm doing this. And the whole goal was like, once this gets enough momentum, I'm jumping ship from the tech startup and I'm going all in on this. Wow. Um, but the, probably the biggest thing that I got from that first job was like the network, especially coming from Boston. Um, I only knew a handful of people out here and like the network from that company, like there was a lot of well-connected people that were working there. So the network helped a lot. And I'm now sure. I can now leverage that with, with what, with what you're now. doing now. Yeah. So a tech startup, starting your own company to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Please describe to me this transition, how you started on TikTok and why. Oh God. Ooh, okay. drum roll please, what everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> so I was like never really big into like social media. Um, obviously, except for the last year. But <laughs> <laughs> As you're talking with over 1 million followers. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the pandemic hit, and I'm sitting, like, with the whole, like, lockdown happens, like, mid-March. 
and we have Dezo and we're like about to launch Dezo. And I was always kind of talking about TikTok, like before it really exploded, I was always telling my two co-founders, I was like, yo, this is like a brand new social media platform that like, it's still like the wild, wild west. Like brands aren't even on it yet. Like no yeah. one even really knows how to use it. And so the pandemic hit and like we're locked down in my apartment and I, my roommate is actually my, uh, one of my co-founders. So fun. yeah, so the kid from Boston. And so I look at him and I'm like, dude, like I have nothing else to do. I'm just going to jump on TikTok and like see what the fuck happens. And like, <laughs> I'm just going to start posting random videos. And it was really just like for my entertainment originally, like I was just making myself laugh and like, I didn't really care who like was looking at it, like the views or anything. And like the first video that went viral, I was making fun of like how white boys like pose for photos. So it was like like the one like going like this, and, like, and it got like a couple million views. And I was like, holy shit! Like that's that's crazy. Like now you see like the the power of the app. And right. I'm like, I have like all these people texting me the video. And it's like in group chats, and they're like, holy shit, dude! Like you're TikTok famous now. And I was like, wow, that's pretty dope. And so um, I just kept doing that like over and over again, started to build a following. And then it kind of transitioned into like more of the thirst trap stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Gotta be honest Okay, here. I know. And I want to know, is it because, so I actually started following in the beginning. Yeah, uh, I remember I talking remember to that. you last April and you were like, no, no, no. Like my TikTok is like something that you, you don't, you're not supposed to see or something was, like yeah, that. I, I literally remember that, it, that you were trying to keep it low key. And TikTok, by the way, was a great place a year and a half ago to keep it low key for no one to see. Was, but nowadays, yeah. uh, you know, you can't do that anymore. Um, and I remember following you over a year ago and they weren't sexual yet. No. So so tell me about that transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was one video that like sparked it. So I had like no intention of ever doing it because when I originally started, I was like making fun of those guys that like were like like making like making out with their phone essentially. I was, and I was getting views off of it. People were like, oh, like he's good looking, but like he's not doing like the whole thirst trappy yeah. stuff. Like we like that. But I posted one video like right before I went to bed one night and I was like, I was responding to a comment. You know, you can do that on yes. TikTok. And some girl was like, oh, like I really love my husband, but like I think I'm falling in love with you. And I like responded to it and I used like the weekend's lyric where it's like, I think your girl falls in love yeah, with me yeah. or whatever. And I posted it right before I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I had like 45,000 followers from the video. And I was like, whoa. I was like, people kind of like the more like edgy sexual stuff. 50 and I was shades like, of gray type yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm, disclaimer, I'm like the first one to admit that the stuff that I post is pretty cringy. I get it. I get <laughs> <Dying>. it. <laughs> I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, we love a but self-aware like, man. It, it works. No, There's like people like that it. like to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, I think that's really when it started to like really take off. Um, when I started to kind of just pivot towards more of the, the, the fuck boy stuff, you know? Totally. What do your parents and your family think of your TikToks? My dad doesn't say much about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom is just like, like my mom, I'm super close to my mom, I'm mama's boy. And she's like, I want to be like your momager. Like you're getting all these brand inquiries. Like I want to talk to them and like be your managers, which is great. Yeah. Um, so she's like fully supportive about it. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like people are always going to give you shit no matter what you do. Absolutely. And you are very smart because you're giving people what they want. And I feel like the main reason, I don't even know this. I'm like putting words in your mouth right now. I feel like the no, exactly main reason you do it is also to also like in the end influence for Dezo. That's why I started it right. originally. And yeah. so it's actually really smart. And so who gives a fuck if people think it's cringy because nope. you're getting people's attention and then you're like, oh, wait a second. I also have this brand. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like you probably get a lot of haters, do you? All the time. 
Um, Does it affect you? Every now and again, like I'll, I'll like scroll on my for you page and I'll see like a duet of someone like duetting one of my videos and like I'll be like, oh my god, someone duetted me, and then I'll start reading the comments and it's just like the worst shit ever. I'm like, oh god, Hurts. but like people are always going to have opinions regardless of what you do, whether it's good or bad. Like there's always going to be something to be said about yeah. you know what you're doing, and you can't you can't bat an eye towards it. Um, you got to just kind of have tunnel vision. You know what I mean? I agree. And just stay focused on what you're trying to do. I mean, that's it's really good for you to notice that because it, it would, must have been really hard from going to from zero to 100 within a year. Yeah. Different. And like I definitely got like at the beginning, I got like a lot of hate from like my friends. They were like, dude, like this is so cringy. Like, what are you doing? And then it started to work. And the kids that were actually like trying to put me on blast in group chats then would like text me offline and be like, yeah. yo, what should I, what should I post <laughs> yeah. on TikTok? A little like, yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah. That's so freaking funny. Are you in real life like you are on TikTok with your sex life. Um, Let's get the, Yeah, the sex life it. stuff, yes. Wow. But, but like what I, so the issue with social media, and I've been thinking about starting a podcast with two of my friends who are two other influencers, is like the perception that's painted of somebody on social media is like, yeah, maybe it's a side of them, but it's, you're not getting the entire individual, their character, their morals. Like there's only so much that you can learn about somebody looking at them through, through a screen on your phone. Totally. Um, so there's a lot of judgment that happens, which is obviously bound to happen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's not me entirely, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a side of me. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, even the first five minutes of this, of this episode, I think people are going to learn a lot more about you and learn that you have a lot of brains behind what you look like and what you post on TikTok. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Okay. Now, <laughs> speaking of um, TikTok and being a fuckboy in TikTok, we have this uh, segment. I just like literally ran, made it ran, made it up randomly, um, like saying, we have this segment. We do it every time. No, this is our first <laughs> time doing it. Um, fuckboy point of view. Okay. So basically, by the way, do you like the people call you that or no? The fuckboy? Yeah. I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's, I mean. I don't it's, think you are. I don't think you are, but, no, but I read that, your comments. Yeah. The, the comments are absurd. I don't even know why people, like, how do people even, like, write that kind of stuff? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Yeah, it's absurd. I'm very sorry for your comments, by the way. Okay. So, basically, it's, do you think this is a fuckboy move or not? So, it's not calling you at all a fuckboy. It's, like, from, you know, a point of view saying, do you think this is a bad move or is it okay for a guy to do to a girl? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Okay. You hooked up with a girl a couple times, but you never text her again, a.k.a. you kind of ghost her. Why? Why do you guys ghost? A um, couple reasons. <laughs> Let's hear them. <laughs> you're either not into her after the next couple, like, the couple days that you went on. You're not interested. Like, there's not a connection. You can't. It's not stimulating. Um, or they were in on it to just try and get sex. They didn't have sex. And... I, I, we didn't specify this, I guess, but a lot of the times, if you go on a date a couple of times, like as a as a guy, and you don't have sex with them, and you're not really looking for anything serious, um, that's a good reason to ghost if you don't end up having sex with them. If you're really on it, only in it for the for the intimate stuff. Interesting. So if you're not interested in a girl, and you just don't really talk to her again, what is so wrong with just sending her a nice text and you're like, hey, I just didn't feel this connection? Um. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, I mean I, I'm not one to really do that, like ghost completely. Yeah. Um, I'm more just like be totally upfront about like what we're doing. Like, are we hooking up? Are we gonna right. date? Like, or is this just super casual? Are we fuck buddies? Like, I'm more upfront about it. Um, totally. And I think at the same time, you can be, you can do a, in quotations, 
fuckboy situation, like ghost or something. But at the same time, it wouldn't be that disrespectful if you're very honest and transparent from the get-go. Yeah, 100%. So being upfront like you are is the best way to that's go. That's where the confusion comes from. Is like you're not, you're not like addressing how you're feeling right off the bat, right. and then that's when issues start to happen. If you immediately say, I'm not looking for something serious, that really helps. Exactly. Okay. You hang with her alone, but not in public or with friends. <laughs> Fuck boy move for sure. <laughs> um, have you Absolutely. done this? Have you done this a lot? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, not a lot. Say, yeah, okay. yeah. Not a lot. Personally, say, but I've done it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like, I think every guy has. I, uh, honestly, I've done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fuckboy or not, everything he says is so, so smooth. No. No, not fuckboy at all. Like, you can have, you can have, like, a good personality and be good with, like, talking to women. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're a fuckboy. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so speaking of this, just going on a personal story here. When I first met my boyfriend, yeah. um, we're, ha- we're happily in a relationship now, but he talked to me so smooth like I'm not kidding you I when I first met him we spent a whole day together and spent the night together and I was like I will never hear from him again uh this is going absolutely nowhere because he talked to me like so smooth and like the like the next morning he like knew how to like grab my hand grab my Mm -hmm. back like everything he did was like so pre-calculated in my opinion um and maybe he was a fuckboy maybe not I don't know I don't think it's like pre-calculated like that though I think some guys are just like a little bit more smooth than others. Like that's just, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, yeah, confidence too helps. I don't think that, that doesn't mean that they're, they're necessarily a fuckboy though. Okay. In my opinion. If he's always on his phone. Um, no, not a fuckboy. Uh, it depends what they're doing on their phone. Yeah, that's true. uh, I'm always on my phone, but usually it's because like, I'm like work and stuff like that. I'm also just like addicted to my phone at this point too. It's really bad. It's your job. Yeah. Too. Like, so like I said, I'm always on my emails, phone calls, and now with like social media stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a fuck. It depends what they're doing. Depends. Exactly. Yeah. Following Instagram models. <laughs> I would love to hear your That's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're, w- so, well, are you saying like if you're with a girl already and you're following Instagram models, I would um, say fuck boy move. Okay. So um, if you're dating, dating, if you're you dating, should not dating, be following no, other Instagram models. No, there's no reason models. to. Why would you do that? You do you think to. if you start dating someone and you really like this girl, you've been dating for a few months, would you unfollow the Instagram models? Um, if they, if she like wanted me to, like if she felt, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like if we're, if we're dating and that happened beforehand and she felt like insecure in that, in that way, um, that's a conversation, like that's, that's like a different conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but she should trust that like, just cause I was following them beforehand. Doesn't totally. Mean, like now I'm dating you. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you're what I'm focused on. I'm just not into guys who follow a shit ton of Instagram models. A, sh- a shit ton's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, how, what do you constitute as a shit ton? I constitute like over 15 Instagram Oh yeah. I was like gonna say, girls I was, that he doesn't know. I was going to say over 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We're on the same page here. Yeah. Cause you can follow one or two and like, you know, like the Gigi Hadids of the world. Right. But at the same time, like if you follow just an Instagram model who posts in a bikini 24 seven, it's like, Okay, dude, why? No, you don't know this person. That's a little sus. Yeah. yeah, even if I'm not dating them, I think it's sus. Yeah, agreed. Okay, um, makes a lot of promises that he can't keep. Fuckboy move. Fuckboy move for sure. Big time. Uh, pretending he's always so busy. Fuckboy move for okay. sure. Okay, I love yeah. that. Um, <laughs> My answering these too quickly. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, I agree with you. He says he's not a fuckboy. Um, are you like, are you asking 
that or like are you asking are you a fuckboy or like am i am i going to you and be like kind of like what you just said like you're not you just told me like two minutes ago you're like i don't like that i'm not a fuckboy yeah does that make you a fuckboy i'm kidding i don't know (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna lie every guy has a phase in their life where they're they're a fuckboy like they if they want to if they want if you can't admit that then you're lying i absolutely agree with you and i now that you say this it almost makes me it doesn't make me mad. It doesn't irk me. But at the same time, I think girls should have a fuck girl stage too. Absolutely. Like I was single Hot for two summer. and a half years. Like I <laughs> definitely was that type of person. And so it's not just coined a male term. It should be female too. Because I think it's kind of empowering and everyone should go through that stage. It's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should have that stage in their life where you're just, you're going balls to the wall. Like you're yeah. just living your life. You're not hurting other it. people, being up front with other people, being exactly. like, hey, I'm in this stage of my life. Don't get too committed. Right. So if you're up front, you're not hurting other people. But at the same time, you should have those fun years, especially Absolutely. in our 20s. I was just about to say, yep, beat me to it. Yeah. Okay, last question. If he only ever texts you late at night, I feel like this is pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, fuck boy, for sure. Yeah, no total question. fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I had questions from Instagram. I only have a few that were okay. super, super appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we can go inappropriate too. I don't really care. Oh, oh, yeah, let's oh, do it. oh. Okay. <laughs> Favorite sex position? What the hell Ooh. did just come out of my mouth? <laughs> Jesus, Katie. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom and dad. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell just that came out of my mouth? Um, <laughs> What's in this desert drink? <laughs> I'm getting hot and sweaty. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Dezo, blame it on the Dezo. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it vanilla if I say missionary? I like missionary. That's honestly. fine. Yeah. Well, you, you were definitely expecting a different answer. But. Yeah, that, that, that works. I think that's great. I think that's really great. I have yeah. no response back because I can't listen to this. <laughs> what do you look for in a girl? Um, Number one, like someone who's just like comfortable being themselves like if you're not walking around trying to please everybody that's a huge turn off um people pleasers and like trying to please the room and like being somebody who you're not in front of like a crowd or in front of me just be yourself like i'll have that much more respect for you um somebody i can eat a lot of food with (laughs) hell yeah but also work Uh, out with the next day exactly yes that's big um and Someone who I can just like be weird with, like just I'm a weird person behind closed doors sometimes, just like yeah. as myself when I come out of my shell. So like if you can just like rift with me and like we're, totally. we can be weird together, that's super attractive. I think a lot of the girls out there need to know how important confidence is. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you look like, and I think you know Not you can all. you can speak on this too. I have been around some models recently, and models are most beautiful girls in the world in Mm -hmm. quotations in quotations and some of the most insecure girls as well Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't matter what you look like always walk in the room with confidence and no guy is going to ever be like you're so beautiful and make you feel that confidence you have to feel that within first before you get into another relationship so how important is confidence to you totally i mean that's like the most attractive thing to me and i think that's part of the reason why like god you always talk about the chase like when you have a confident girl like then the chase is like that much more fun. Right. Um, and then we can obviously when you can finally have her, like it makes it that much more worth it. Um, but yeah, just just be yourself and like just stay true to yourself. Don't try and change for who you're around or who yes. you're trying to please or impress. Like it's just that much more attractive when you are just 
the raw you. I That's completely it. agree. The one thing, this is, I don't know if this is a good tip or a bad tip. You said be complete yourself. I completely agree. Be completely yourself. If you do struggle with confidence and you're first starting to date someone, fake it till you make it, sister. Fake it till you make it in terms of confidence. Because mm-hmm. I know some girls out there can be like, oh my God, is he talking to other girls? What is he doing? And there's this like TikTok trend right now. It's like, is he talking to other girls type TikTok yeah, trend? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, you've seen it, I'm sure. And it's like, if you just pretend for the first few months you are the most confident girl, you can get any guy. Yeah, yeah. Fake it till you make it. Like no one can tell the difference right. at the end of the day. And to be totally honest, if this makes any girls feel better, like guys do it too. Like guys, totally. like, you're not confident, like you're gonna fake it too. Same exact thing, so don't feel bad about it. Love that. Okay, next question. Are you single right now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hesitated. So, yes, I'm single right now. Um, I had been with a girl a little bit for the past, like, month and a half. Um, it was moving kind of quickly, um, which was, like, it was good because, like, I was kind of all in at the beginning, and then, like, she wasn't. And so when she expressed that she wasn't, then I kind of took one step out the door, and then it, like, flip-flopped. And it's just, like, it seems like it's, like, a little bit on different pages right now. But, no, like, it, there, there's definitely, like, some type of connection there for sure. It's just it might not be the right time. And then to throw a whole curveball into it, um, my ex-girlfriend texts. I haven't spoken to her in over a year. And, like, while this was happening with the current girl, I got a text from my ex-girlfriend. Hey, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, no. Yeah. So that just threw a Did whole. Did the current girl see that text from your ex? I don't think so. Dang. Yeah. Um, which is like, there's good, like, I'm still on good terms with, with the ex too. Like it's right. not any, it's all amicable. Um, but that's just, it's a clusterfuck for sure. <laughs> Are you thinking about getting back with your ex or no, uh, exploring no, no. that at all? No, absolutely not. I personally think, what's that quote? You've already read the book. You know how the chapter ends or something. Like I think getting back with an ex, even hooking up with an ex is a horrible idea. I agree. Um, I think there is something to be said about timing though sometimes like it, it could always be i mean there's there's like so many opinions on this but it's like right person wrong time um and i'm not saying that's the that's the case but yeah. like there's a lot of people that do have that situation that happens to them you know what i mean and um i think for me like we talked about this like in your 20s like you should take some at least some time in your 20s to just be by yourself and be independent figure out who out, you are it, i was just about to say figure out who the fuck you are because yeah. like the 20s is just your 20s are like you, you don't even know what the fuck's going on really no like, you're just trying to figure it out and as in you college go. you have no fucking idea at all and it's even worse when you're when you're out of college when you're in your 20s totally. so um yeah just just take t- some time for yourself like in your 20s and just figure your shit out get yourself right before you're about to jump into something serious completely agree how long were you with this girl four years four years yeah from college it was it was pretty much uh all of college uh, like second half of freshman year and then like first half of being out of school. Wow, so. that's crazy. Same. Really? Same exact thing. Damn. And I was so fucking Damn. mad at myself for wasting my college years. I feel the same way. I have so much <laughs> regret and my mom told me countless amount of times, hey, Katie, you should go to more frat parties. Hey, Katie, you should go with this guy. You should do this. I never went to an invite. I never went to any of those types of things. And I was like, or, or an exchange. And I honestly regret it. Yeah, no, I know. And now I think that's part of the reason why I'm just kind of like living my life to the fullest right now in my As 20s. You should. Yeah. yeah. Would you say you're a long-term relationship guy? Oh, I date to marry. Absolutely. Oh. Like I'm not I'm not sorry. Uh, not meant to sound like sappy. But <laughs> you don't like, date to I'm date. I'm not I'm not going to date to just date. Like I'm going to date someone. I'm don't gonna waste your time. Don't waste like, her time. A future. Like why else would I in my opinion, why else would you do it? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Oh. Um, I love that. Yeah. So why which is I think is part of the reason why what's currently happening is just like 
not the right time because if I'm going to date somebody, I'm in it for the long haul until God forbid something happens. So yeah. yeah. I, I Did you have definitely. a hard time with your breakup? Because I personally talked to so many girls about breakups and I've talked a lot on this show about breakups and how people dealt with it. Um, but at the same time, I've never really talked about a guy. Yeah. Um, it was, breakup. It, yeah. It was really hard. Um, yeah. yeah. Arguably one of the harder things I've been through in the past few years. I was like, it was also my first girlfriend too. So keep in mind, not that it gets any easier, but yeah. um, I was, so I was like recently moving in like out in LA. I was here for like, I don't know, five months, six months. And my parents live here now, but at the time they were still back in Boston. And my parents were like, how are you doing? Like, yada, yada. I'm like, not great. Like I can't function. Like I can't even get out of bed in the morning. I'm fucking like Dang. crying all the time. And like, even at work, I felt like a shell of myself. Like I couldn't even have a conversation like intellectually with somebody. Holy shit. And my dad like flew out. He's like, I'll come spend the weekend with you. Like whatever. Let's have like some guy time. And like he got, he got out to LA. I just hugged him. I just like broke down like super sad. Yeah. So that was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, if guys can't admit that, like. I love that you admitted that yeah, because. hundred percent. Did you, did she know how much you were hurting or was it kind of like. It was mutual. Yeah. yeah it was, it was mutual. tough. Okay. It was really tough. Um, Cause sometimes guys pretend they're totally fine after a breakup. No, I was fucking, <laughs> I was just like teddy bear. Like, oh, fuck. like oh. yeah, it was tough. She knew about it too. And she was hurting too. You know, yeah. like, it's breakups, not easy for anybody. I would not wish a breakup even on my worst enemy. No, they're really all. hard, especially yeah. when you really freaking love that person. Yeah. And then I did also have another breakup recently or did three you? years ago that um, the, we didn't, weren't together for that long, but the second I broke up with him after I, I only broke up with him on a phone call, we weren't together that long, broke up with him and I never had a feeling since. It was like the weirdest thing. It, and it's not like that relationship didn't happen. Yeah. So there's like two kinds of breakups there. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's when you know it's not meant to be. Totally. You know? And you didn't really have a deep connection. So Totally. Okay, now we are entering one of our segments called Mood Boosting Mantra. Okay. Which means every guest every week basically says a mantra something that rings true to them is there something that you say to yourself every day something that got you where you are today any type of mantra or quote um yeah uh you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your life um as difficult as that might seem whatever you're going through i don't know if you believe in faith destiny whatever the fuck it is but all of these things are happening to you. You're on a certain journey. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're meeting the right people or the wrong people. You're in the right job or the wrong job. Like you're exactly where you're supposed to be in your life story. I absolutely love that. And not comparing your path to one another because in our social media world, you can look at like, I can look at you and be like, oh my God, I've been doing social media for six years now and you got over a million followers in less than a year. Mm-hmm. So I can compare my journey to, to other people's a lot, but it's so important to realize you're, you're exactly where you need to be. Exactly. And yep. every little thing you do will lead you to the, you know, your next step in life, even if you think it was a mistake. Yep. Yeah. Stay focused on yourself, your dreams, your goals. Totally. I love yep. that. Okay. Our last segment is now called No Filter. Oh, and boy, okay. I have a question for you. So basically, uh, I ask this question a lot in No Filter, but I think you're a really good person to ask this. Your absolute worst dating story. Um, it's too raunchy. No, say it. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, you have to. No, I can't. No, can you make it's... it a PG version maybe? No, because it's what did, like... What happened? 
<laughs> she go to the bathroom or something? <laughs> yeah. No much. way. Yeah. Like she in went bed. Number, she went number two. Yeah. While you guys were hooking up. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Was she extremely embarrassed? Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. No. Was yeah. this recent? Uh, no, it was, a couple, it was like a couple years ago. While you guys are hooking up, how much did she go? <laughs> it wasn't that much, but it was enough to be like, what the fuck is that? Like On your is... sheets? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. What do you do as a guy? Okay, so as a guy, I have... Um, gosh, I feel like I'm really getting raunchy right now. <laughs> I have... Um, oh, gosh. I don't know do you have a saying. better no filter question that I can ask? Uh, like. No, I like that. I'll be raunchy too, so it's fine. Not raunchy, but like natural. Like I've gotten my period before, and guys are very usually. That's fine. I mean, my boyfriend's like totally fine with that. He's like the most accepting human ever. But like, I think going to the bathroom is something I've never heard of, and I would. I don't know what how I would react as a guy. Um, I mean, I didn't know how to react either. I was just like, it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, I was just like, I wasn't trying to make her. She already felt like oh my God. bad about herself. I'm She's like, what never going to sleep again. No, it was bad. Yeah. So you never texted her again? <laughs> um, no, not really. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds horrible for me to say, but I don't know if I would either. I'm I mean, talking about I a think, guy. I think, well, like, we clarified it in person. Yeah. Like, I didn't think there was a need for a follow-up text. You know what I mean? I completely like, agree. Honestly, if that happened to me, I would just want to be like, I want to forget about you. I want to forget about that situation. It never happened to me. And I'm talking about a girl's perspective. If a guy went to the bathroom in my bed, I would never talk to him again. Yeah. So if any girls listening to me, that'd be like, that is so wrong. Honestly, I, I wouldn't reply to the guy again. Yeah. Like I really wouldn't. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting that. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, that was the best. This is episode 11 now, and that was the best no filter answer we've gotten. I'm glad. Tim, you're glad. an amazing interview. Seriously, thank, thank you. you. You have so much insight. You're so smart, and you're so talented. I'm so proud of you and to see how far you're going to go. Cheers. Like, cheers. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate and it. And where can everyone find you in Dezo? So Best Spot is our store locator online, drinkdezo.com. We're in over 400 accounts right now, or you could order directly on the website. And it's so freaking good, you guys. And you're on Instagram and TikTok. Yep, at drinkdezo and at Tim Demersion. Perfect. Go follow him. I love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.